Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham, here with my co-host and my buddy, Vic Mattis, who works for the Free Beacon and also podcasts with the Sub Beacon, which you can check out on Patreon. And you should, because it's a good time. How's it going, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. It's going fine. I'm trying to, you know, the the week is really where I get to unwind down or unwind, okay. I should say, versus the weekend. Okay. W- wait, uh, what is your weekend stocked okay. with? So on Saturday, it was very busy. The The second half was lovely social, you know, going okay. out. But okay. the first half was my son got invited to go bowling okay. with a couple of his buddies. So I said, okay, that's nice. You know, he hasn't seen them in a while. I'm happy yeah. to do that. Where is it? And he says, oh, it's at Bolero. You know, Bol, B-O-W-L, Bolero. Yes. Okay. Not like Ravel's, but it's a play on, obviously, Ravel's Bolero. So I said, okay, good. You know what? We'll make a thing of it. I can bring my daughter because it's, we'll go to the other Tysons first and see if there's anything last minute you need, you know, clothing-wise, and then we can go over to the ga- the gallery, which is where Bolero is, which is the fancy place, which we're gotcha. not doing any shopping there. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you got it. You know that one? Yes. That's like Balenciaga. I didn't realize how much of being an adult slash parent would be figuring out which retail outlets were near each other so that I can string them together. Yes. Yeah, it's all (laughs) planned. So I planned this all all ahead. I said, okay. So we get there. We go to the first part. That's fine. It gets a couple things here and there. We go over to the Galleria. We go to Bolero. And I said, oh, we're early. And that never not, happens. To they're me. not here. Yeah, no. But I said, okay. Well, we got there. Yeah, and so we start playing some air hockey, shooting hoops, which I love that game. You know, that's mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. I, it sort of builds my confidence. Yeah, you gotta because it's unshackify yourself. It's, yeah, it's yeah, that close. No bricks. By the way. No, for no, Vic. no, no, no. No bricks for you know, Vic. You go from that to like a real that's a, a slogan. Real, that's right. Thank you. And you go from that, by the way, to like a real like gym where there's a basketball. And it's like, I, my arm doesn't even have the strength to just get it there from, <laughs> the, get it from the three edge. It's, it's so much work. So if you could see us on video, you could see I'm doing my hand motion with the flick of the wrist. Mm-hmm. So then I get a text from the desk saying, oh, we're lane 32. I said, great. So we show up, lane 32. Nobody's, at first, nobody was there. And then there were other families there. And I'm like, Uh-oh. wait a minute. And Uh-oh. I said, there's food. And he goes, yeah, Dad, but I don't think that's our food. And I said, that's not my point. My point is... If the, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, that's not my problem. Yeah, I, know. I know. Well, I, you know, he assumed. My son immediately assumed I was going to start eating with the food. That's that's his first thought. <laughs> gotcha. And I was like, no. I said, my, my first thought is, if they just brought this food out for complete strangers, they're not leaving. So I thought... There are other locations of Bolero, aren't there? Oh, no. So I said, well, maybe it's the one in Crystal City or somewhere. So I called the dad and said, hey, we're here at the Bolero and Tyson's. And he goes, oh, no, we're in Bethesda. Devastation. Maryland. Maryland. So that is a whole other state. Just it's a for you whole guys, other state for you guys who aren't in the Beltway area. Yeah. yeah. Imagine <laughs> going like it would be like going from Texas to California. That's how it felt like. It's the same. It's the same for us here in the Beltway. So I said, there was a brief moment of silence, right? And I thought to myself, what do I do as a parent? And he says, so there's silence on both ends of the line. And mm-hmm. he says, the dad says, do you want to call a rain check? And I said, no, it's just a couple of, the, the couple of guys. It's not like a big party where he yeah. would be. It's not like if he was there, you know, they wouldn't be missed or something. He'd right. be missed. And I said, no. We'll be there. Could have drive to Bethesda. Yeah, go to Bethesda. Not my area, not my part of town. Don't know Bethesda that well. And other side of the track. It's the other side. <laughs> yeah, meaning Maryland, by the yes, way. Maryland's yes. the other side of the track. I refer to Maryland as oh, the other side of the track. Who goes to Maryland? Yeah. So up the beltway, stuck on the beltway. Of course. And I thought to myself, I said to the, anyway, 
daughter. We haven't had lunch, you know? And I just said, and it's hot. And I said, I, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> I don't think it's bumper to I'm bumper. Bailing. I'm bailing. I, I'm bailing. And I'm, I'm going to blame it on my daughter, you know, say, oh, she hasn't eaten. I pro- you know, promised her, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I never called. I said, we're just going to keep on going. And I got him to got him there? the place in oh 35 gosh, minutes. Look at that stick to it of 35 minutes. And and then and then my daughter and I went to Lido Pizza, which is really interesting. I don't know if you've ever been there. I like Lido. Uh, you know what it's I didn't good know? Pizza. Yeah, they don't cut corners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Everyone knew that was happening, by the way. Local. <laughs> that's a local joke. No, but but it was a real test of metal for me, I think, as a parent. Mm-hmm. Like, do I completely just you know, wimp out and be like, ah, I don't feel like doing it because I don't feel like doing this on a of Saturday. Of course, of course. And I'm just surprised that I actually stuck to I'm it. I'm proud of you. I'm, thank you. Every now, and, you. every now and then, once in a blue moon, I do something good. <laughs> it's it's nice that you got there early, so you had you had a little time to, it, to make yes, up yes. so you were good. No, and Also, I would like know. to note that there was a real sub-beacon joke in that flick of the wrist segment that I did not take. I just want to Thank note you. that I saw it and I did not go for it. Thank you. <laughs> I also struggle with this because, as you know, I am you not got, a I'm kids, not a planner, yeah. oh. and I'm not a logistics yeah. person. And I I mean I, I say it all the time because it's part of building my life because I have to build mm-hmm. my weaknesses into everything I do. <laughs> it's okay. So instead of becoming a better person, because like that's off the table at this point. It's too late but, for us. <laughs> but I I struggle with this because I wonder like what are my kids missing out on because I'm not great at planning because I'm not hitting mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. hitting all the posts like they're not right. they're not in as many extracurriculars as some kids are because I simply cannot right. make it happen. Also, we did soccer one year and it was six appointments per week. No, for soccer, which no, I played I soccer. Yeah, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Were they enjoying it enough for six appointments a week? I don't think it was two practices per kid, and then the game. It's different now. If you if you want to get on a team now, if you're in like middle school or high school, yeah, you, I, you you should have started when you were five. No, everything here is very Four. intense. Yeah, everything on this really on this side of the tracks is yeah. very intense. On this, no, you got to <laughs> get your kids. You know. At three, you know, the whole thing. So anticipating that I'm going to try during the school year to be a little bit more on top of things. We're going to add some activities. The girls have things they want to try. I'm like, okay, okay. I enjoyed my summer. I got my time just, just dancing through the clover and whatnot, okay? Now the kids need me. They need me to be on the ball. So yeah, I'm going to figure like some things mom. out. Uh, I'm going to try it. Did you ask them, like, okay, well, give me a list of things that you're interested in, and then you can choose which one works for you. Yes. So I'm I'm figuring out the schedule and what we can fit mm-hmm. in. Okay. Because once you add school, you're down to very oh. few hours a day oh, that you can that's right. make things happen. So anticipating this, I said to myself, I need one last hurrah. Because I always need one last hurrah. Yes. And so I took the... The older two, my very capable husband kept the baby at home, and I took the older two on a completely unplanned adventure to the Shenandoah Valley over the weekend. Wonderful. Just an overnight, just a Saturday overnight, and I was Like at an inn, like a lodge or someplace? We got a a random Airbnb on a horse farm. It was a little tiny cabin, very old, had two two old fireplace or two chimneys in it. And the actual, the main house where the owners lived was built in 1850. So it was very, yes. very, very old timey place. Very charming. It had a little, had a little loft for the girls. Like we were really Laura Inglesing it, except, you know, it had beautiful 
beds and oh, okay. yes. linens and things. But under the eaves where the girls slept in the mm-hmm. loft in two twin beds, they were so excited about their little situation. And I was affirmed in the fact that when I have plan- no plans and I take the girls all over, mm-hmm. it's freaking magical. We had a magical, lovely time. The, the spontaneity worked to your advantage. And they, it, and, and they loved it. They had, they had a great time. So we, we, now, I did drag them through some three or four miles of hiking that was mostly in the sun. And oh. <laughs> did I, maybe, look, maybe it's I didn't cooler know, up there in the Shenandoah. It was though. not. I oh. didn't know that it was going to be in the sun. I didn't want to be in the sun. And my middle child, my middle child who's six, she brought a pink umbrella with her that had little hearts on it. And then she wanted to bring it on the hike. And I was like, don't bring that dumb, you don't need that dumb umbrella on this hike. She brought it. Because I decided to be like, look, I'm, I'm be, I'm, I'm yes mom right now. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, bring the umbrella. I don't want to carry it though. Bring the umbrella. And then we're in the sun for two miles, oh, and she has this umbrella, and I was oh, like, dear. sweetie, you need me to hold your umbrella. <laughs> Mommy can hold your umbrella. No, it, she did not need me to hold a that parasol. <laughs> it ended up being a lovely parasol. We went to a state park where Didn't there was sus- by her. there was suspension bridges all over the place. It was very charming. We're, going, we're crossing the Shenandoah oh, River lovely. left and right. We had a bunch of great food. I got this brand new hat. I, they, hat. Look, brand new? Do they, do they make it? Do they make it look like it's they distressed. got it out of a... It's distressed, Vic. Okay, A, a field? It's a look. That's what, that, that's what wow, It's said. distressed. That's amazing. What is it? It's, it's, so it's like, yeah, it's all, because that's all, you know, what does it say? It says so the Apple House. It's from the Apple House, which is the random oh. place we stopped and ate. You were you were out in, in Linden? Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's the Apple House is a barbecue establishment, which I'm always happy to stop at, where we had lunch mm-hmm. and it had a great it had a great store attached to it with a bunch of silly novelty t-shirts and mugs that said things like every pig needs their butt rubbed, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> and I got this hat which very, when very I nice. I left my hat at home. <laughs> This is part of the not planning. I left my hat at home, so I needed to buy a hat. hat. So the girls went shopping for a hat while I ordered. Mm -hmm. And they found this one for me, and I said, this is perfect. I'm mesmerized by your hat Well done. So it has a logo on it that's a a apple with a bite taken out of it because they serve apple cider donuts and barbecue. These are their two specialties. Mm -hmm. So there's an apple on it with Uh, a bite taken out of it. I bought it, and I thought, you know, I felt like I I overpaid a little bit. And I was like, you know, I'm a cheapskate, so I was like, eh. And then my daughter pointed out to me, that the apple, the bite taken out of the apple is the shape, shape of, of a pig. And I was like, Boom. Oh, I see. Yes, it's sort of like one of those psychological tests, like yep. not like a Rorschach, but you know, it's like, do you see the old lady or the right. young woman? So I, I didn't see, see it. I, see. I saw, saw only saw the apple. <laughs> and not the silhouette of the pig. Well, you're gonna have to take a picture of this because I think uh, listeners are missing out. <laughs> this stuff is amazing. So, uh, you know what? When you were you were sitting here, by the way, with the hat, but your head was tilted up, I thought it was like a map of Greece. No. <laughs> It's a hell of a logo, oh. is what it is. So <laughs> if you want to check out the Apple House, it's in London, Virginia. So we ate there. We ate at oh. a bunch of other great places in town. And we had had dinner at a brewery that had free Pac-Man and Galaga. You know, We didn't this have is that kind of stuff when we were children. I lo- you know, Port City Brewery, they also have one of these arcade units yep. where it's multiple games in one. Right. This right? was a little... Oh, it was like the Pizza goodness. Hut style oh, where you love, sit down. Yeah, you could sit... Oh, that's even... Oh, that's loungy. That's fancy. Yeah. Now, I have to mention one quick thing about... And people are like, is there any news on the show? Well, there will be a little bit. at some point. Linden, Virginia. <laughs> I almost went to Linden, Virginia for a story I was going to do. A follow-up on a guy who had one of the largest collections of arcade video games. Oh, wow. And he had built like 
outside of it, like uh, next to his home, an arcade. Right. It's like it's like he had a Porsche garage, but his yes, Porsches and he were turned it with like the blue arcade. lights and stuff. So it's like dim, and you had he had like a ton, and I mean a ton. Like like he could have ran an actual arcade, but he just did it because that was his thing. I finally get around to following up. I said, okay, you know, I'm going to go to Linden and do this thing. I speak to the guy. And he says, I've got terrible news. Oh, no. I, he got divorced. And the wife, like, sold half, the, like, the arcade oh, stuff. No. And, it's like, his, his dream was ruined. I felt so horrible. Well, wives are dream ruiners. I, that is what we do. I think that's the lesson. But, no, anyway. Linda, anytime <laughs> Don't I Don't have about, a plan. Wives are dream ruiners. But, you know what? Every time, I, you know, like, if we're coming out from 81, you go, I mean, you go out in the 66, yeah. like, exit one. You see signs for Linden. And I think, man, and I you wonder think what about those, those video those games. Lost video but games. you saw, you know, they might have been the ones you saw. Maybe might have so. Been from there. Maybe so. Mm. Well, the girls got to play them for free, and I had to lecture them <sighs> about free. how I never got such things as a child. And then anything else? Oh yes, the place that we stayed, lovely. It was in Woodstock. We were in Woodstock, yes. Virginia. We went up to an observation tower at eight o'clock at night, which is kind of close to their bedtime. And there's a little hike into there, and it was a bit of a treacherous drive up the mountain. But the point is, <laughs> other than that. We saw the sunset. We checked the box. I was like, girls, look at you. You're, you're killing it, right? They were coming down. But we had a great time, and we woke up the, the next morning. The owner of the place where we stayed let them meet and help feed the horses. Very nice. I mean, come on. That's it. So we had a great unplanned time. It's a wonderful sort of end of – you wanted yes. to mark the end of summer. I did. And you're if any of you, that, and any of you have hives at the fact that we did all of this with no plan, just I'm just telling you, it can, it can all turn out okay. Look, are there challenges? Like, you know, if I had researched that mm-hmm. hike, I would have known it was all in the sun in 90 degrees. Sure, sure. But you push through. Even when one kid falls in the gravel and tears up her hand, we push through – and we learn things about ourselves. The spontaneity adds to the nostalgia. Now. You look back on it, and it'll be like, oh, and we just threw this thing together, and look how wonderful it turned out. We had a great time. I, I would never do it myself. I have, I have told you guys that I once took the two of them when they were just turned five and two and a half on a more than 2,000-mile road trip. So I have yes, I have had a experience with the various things that the road can throw at you. It's also good for them. Yeah. They, 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 they adapt these. pretty well. Mm-hmm. They adapt pretty well to their mother. <laughs> I'm having so much fun, girls. They're like, great. <laughs> are we going home soon? These were all great memories. Nah, they, they did great. They didn't get a hat, but, you know, they still had fun. <laughs> Look at that hat. <laughs> we'll put a picture of it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, the... you know, and our listeners don't know, I mean, you're wearing a tank top, but it's it really, from my angle, it almost looks like denim coveralls or something. <laughs> You know, you got the full, like, you just got off the tractor. That's the whole look. And here you are on, in the studio. Okay. Anyway, so I marked I marked yeah. the end of my summer, although I'm holding on to summer until the, it officially mm-hmm. changes, because that's my style. But no pumpkins on my porch yet. <laughs> Not having that. Is that, a, is that a dirty joke, too? No. Anyway. <laughs> so, speaking of back to school and oh, fall and boy. giving up all the beautiful things about summer, there are some people who really rush into fall. I like I like fall for the football and the weather. I think September is a wonderful month. However, I want to hold on to summer. And some people do not. They're like, they're like, I gotta get headfirst into fall. That's not me. I'm from the South. If you put on a sweater in September, you are done. Finished. Heat stroke. What do you put on the what do you put on the sweater? We had this. This is like an earlier oh, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't sort wear the... of, but I've forgotten already because, you know, so much time has passed. You can't, you can't wear a sweater until the Depths of winter. Oh, right, right. Then you can break it out. Depths okay. of winter. All right, all right. Maybe you can wear it in your house in the AC. Maybe. In okay. The summer. 
The point is, there's news. There's news, okay, guys. There's news, there's news. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. From the grocery store to the gas station, working families are getting hammered by rising prices. But instead of focusing on inflation, Congress is pushing anti-innovation legislation that will impose more financial burdens on working people and seniors. Their misguided agenda could cost public pension plans $109 billion. Teachers, firefighters, and nurses would pay the heaviest price. Congress needs to focus on inflation and leave American workers alone. Okay, so maybe it's good. Actually, this is an improvement Some, it, 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 on last improvement. week's. Okay, here we go. Okay, so the last we heard about DC schools, DC's public schools were going to have a vax mandate for all kids. Mm-hmm. So that cut off, according to DC health statistics, some forty to fifty percent of minority students inside the city, and the the mayor had further announced that there would be no virtual option for those kids. So. After two years of disruption, D.C. being somewhat counterintuitively better than Northern Virginia, actually, Mm. at giving days in in person. But after two years of disruption, they're like, you know what? You can't come unless you're vaccinated, even though we know that children are low risk, even though we know that this doesn't prevent spread in the way that we had hoped it would. And you're going to cut off 40, 50 percent of these kids who need to be physically in school. And the Daily Signal, actually, which is a a heritage-affiliated reporting group or, you know, reporters. A reporter asked Muriel Bowser about this maybe like a week or two Mm -hmm. ago. The question I have is that we have reporting that around 40% of black students in the district are unvaccinated and therefore under the district's current policy regarding schools will be unable to attend school come uh, the school semester starting. So why is the district continuing with this policy when it seems to disproportionately impact black students? Um, I don't think that that number is correct. Um, We have a substantially fewer number of kids that we have to engage with vaccination. Um, And I explained why it's important. Um, it's important for the public health of our students and that we can maintain safe environments. And the response since then has then the, created a little controversy. And they have now put off the vaccine mandate. So kids can come back to school this week, it turns out. It's a stay. She, yeah. But she really doubled down on this, didn't she? Because you would expect, well, after being shown these statistics and Reason magazine, they also they, they laid it all out. You know, and 40 to 50 percent of black students versus the 80 percent of white students who are up to date on honestly up to date on their vaccines. I'm surprised it's as high in both categories as it it is. Yeah. You know, if if I had teens, they would likely be Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. you can't go to school category, I think. Right. People make different decisions. That's why we're here on this side of the river, by the way. (laughs) But like such a shocking way Mm -hmm. to make decisions at this point. And part of the problem with public health over the last two years is that no one is reading the risk analysis or calculus no. in any way related to policy. Just they're not hurting anyone. They don't seem to, yeah, want to either acknowledge it or they don't care. And again, I, I mentioned this on the last show about Miguel Cardona, the secretary of education, when he was asked, well, you know, look at these numbers. That would mean a lot of kids, a lot of minority kids not being able to go to school. And there's no right. remote option because... You know, the whole point is we want you in and vaccinated. That's the strategy. And he said, yeah. He goes, this just emphasizes how much more we need to get all these kids vaccinated. No, that's not what it emphasizes. What it emphasizes is that you guys 
abandoned kids and didn't do your job yeah. for several years, and now you're insisting yeah. upon putting more obstacles in front yeah. of them. In a Reason magazine, they note that both DC Health and Bowser have been explicit about the fact that unexcused abs- absences due to lack of immunization may lead not just to schools routinely contacting parent, guardian, adult student, placing phone calls, sending written notices, referring students to support teams, but also may include making referrals to Mm -hmm. CFSA, the Child Support Services Division, and the Office of the Attorney General for Truancy and Educational Neglect. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Queens and kings of educational Mm -hmm. neglect over the past two years? No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's wrong, man. It's so wrong. So it's it's yeah. put off for now, but of course this is sort of Damocles' situation, right? All right. these families. Well, just like with Los Angeles County and 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 Department of Health saying over there, well, you don't have to put it on now, but when cases go up, yeah, then we will imp- reimpose it. So, you know, Los Angeles, for example, their gauge on cases that are acceptable are if it's more than ten out of ten thousand, right. Then we're going to say Oof. you need to put your mask back on. And also, a recommendation would be fine. This is, yeah. Just like, just not a recommendation. The That's what, the, yeah. So the mandate, I mean, again, uh, and, and there was this instance in San Francisco, you know, where a dad brings the four year old to the school without mask and the principal, you know, is going to call the police to demand <laughs> that yeah. the kid not, because why? Because the kid is that deadly? Because yeah. the kid without a mask probably has. Is is like in that rabid state of COVID at that moment. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's and very, he's there. He's very dangerous. Yeah, um, coughing up along. And again, the recovery rate of kids is extreme. Ninety nine point nine nine eight, whatever it is. Right, that's the first thing. And schools are not a place. As they're not have, a vector. We've established that they're just not a place where this is becoming a huge right. problem any more than the community spread that already exists. Reason- and, and and anybody, by the way, and anybody who is concerned about it, they can get your four shots now. Yeah, yes. to, you know, yes. double vaxxed, there's, there's tons double of things boosted, available. monoclonals if you need to take it, if you happen to get it, to lessen um, the severity. Reason makes a great point that should be, you know, in everyone's thinking for every rule or regulation or law and almost never is, which is authorities should not, in general, create laws or policies they're not comfortable enforcing. So the result right. of enforcing this would be very, very bad. Mm-hmm. The inequity, the damage, yeah. far worse than the thing that you're trying to prevent. So let's just chill. Instead, they're like, oh, we'll do it in January. Now, in January, will they likely put it off again? Probably, but stop doing this to parents. They just yeah. want to send their kids to school. They don't need. At this point, <laughs> we're talking about a vaccine that no longer applies to the current subvariant, right? It's no right. longer effective. And gosh, there's, they're saying they're going to let, they're going to release that mm-hmm. fall release, fall release for, for the Omicron. It's like, okay, well, that yeah. was January. And again, I know this is not the mm-hmm. pharma problem. This is the, regulatory problem yes but if we're gonna have it let's have it quickly right but they don't have enough kids to test it on right so you're talking about being tested on lab mice right and uh we are the lab mice don't you get it Vic? (laughs) and now a word from our sponsor (laughs) ivermectin (laughs) you know i mean you know i mean this is and 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 i think and moderna is now suing pfizer Right. Because like, hey, you know, how did they get approved for this? And you get accelerated and you get the skip, you know, and patents over the, yeah. you know, the vaccines, everything. It's it's a mess. And it leads. And to, they don't need it. It needs. It need, and it, all of that leads to a lack of trust, which is not going to put us in a great no. situation. It's terrible. Let's see. Who else? Who else is paying the price on the vax front? The greatest tennis player in the world. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Will not be playing at the U.S. Open. We talked about this before. Right back then as well. Yeah. 
about about Novak uh, Djokovic. Djokovic being kept out of the Australian Open, and we were like, the guy's not hurting anybody. He's fine. He's making a calculated risk. Same with Aaron Rodgers. Same with Kyrie Irving. I'm just like, I can't get excited about it forcing these guys to do no this. No sense. You can be in the stands. Yes. Without a mask and unvaccinated, that's okay. But you can be. You can't be at, you know, center court at Arthur Ashe Stadium. No, it's crazy. God forbid. It's crazy. It's crazy, Vic. So he will not be playing at the U.S. Open because they won't let him travel mm-hmm. to New York because he's chosen not to mm-hmm. be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Current rules require travelers to show proof of full vaccination to board flights to and enter mm-hmm. the United States. Sadly, I will not be able to travel to New York this time for U.S. Open. Djokovic wrote on Twitter, good luck to my fellow players. I'll keep in good shape and positive spirit and wait for an opportunity to compete again. As Mr. Ducey points out in the press briefing mm-hmm. to Karine Jean-Pierre, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Why? Why? Let's let's chat about it. Submit protocols. I'd refer you to them. They have their own specific protocols as well. But so they're two different things. They're two different things. But So are, how is it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated. They're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. Like we actually no. I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what ha- what has happened. But that's not. It's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not that's, that's not how. Exactly what's happening. We well, thousands of people are walking in a day. Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening. So let me just lay out what we have done under this administration. We have installed new border technology and set up joint protocols with Mexico and Guatemala to catch more human traffickers. We have already made over 3,000 arrests in the first three months of launching an unprecedented anti-smuggling campaign with regional partners. We've secured record levels of funding for the Department of Homeland Security. (laughs) It's not like you have any illegal immigrants coming over the border. What are you talking about? Everything's fine. The border is secure. Move right along. And is is anyone else asking these questions? Are they just nodding? Like, oh, okay, if she says so. Well, just I want. (laughs) It is nonsensical. (laughs) It is nonsensical that if you come, if you if you follow the rules, Mm -hmm. because uh, the Obama, what was the Obama line? If you work hard, you follow the rules. We want you to be things to work for you in America. Well, people who follow the rules have to go through this mm-hmm. to get into the country. People who do not follow the rules, right. and that is not to discount that they have other challenges mm-hmm. in their lives, but they're not following the rules on this front, and it makes absolutely no difference to the administration whether they are vaccinated or not. I'm surprised Djokovic hasn't decided to just fly into Mexico and then just, <laughs> you know, cross over. So based. Yeah. <laughs> so based. Just walk it in. Yeah. Speaking of base, he said he didn't come in by plane. Yes, Aaron Rodgers was on Joe Rogan's show. Oh, and did you see this? Yes, he's talking you, through his. Me he's yes. talk, but he, he talked through all his his vaccination travails as mm-hmm. well, and how they had folks come to the NFL teams and say, "We got to get you guys over ninety percent," and they're they're mad at the guys who are not helping them get to ninety percent. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers being one of them. So Aaron Rodgers with his Nick Cage, Conair era <laughs> hair, yeah. he is such a. His character arc is really one that I had not. It's an interesting one. No, no, considering who he had succeeded in that role as quarterback. So you're like, oh man, big shoes to fill, you know. And well, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I saw his character arc either. I know, <laughs> but he's neither here nor there. Just, look, 
Please continue. Keep, keep the regulars where yeah. they belong. All right. So Aaron Rodgers talking to Joe Rogan, <laughs> and they're talking about basically what we talk about, which is that obviously mm-hmm. ivermectin mm-hmm. is the best treatment for everything. And two, <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my ask is that bureaucrats who abuse their power and people who made mistakes own up to that so that we do not do this again. That is, right. That's what I'm that's asking. That's we're saying. That's what I'm asking. Oh, so here's Joe Rogan talking about it with Aaron Rodgers. No one who was alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. (laughs) (laughs) That's what a lot of them are going to do anyway. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, more than a million people transferred over to the Republican Party. Uh, I think in 2021 alone. Find out what that number is. There's a magnificent moment in this clip where he's like, you know, some million people transferred over to the Republican Party and you see Aaron Rodgers' vape, vapor come across the table. Like these guys it's are a just- free, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a safe space for smokers. I mean, I assume that's yeah. what that is. It's yes. like, a, it's well, a very- smoke anything in that, in that These guys that are studio. dorm rooming it very yeah. hard here. I guess they, I guess they could just, he could, well, he can't smoke weed in public because he's, the NFL I'd would smoke say no to that. a cigar there because people um, find that more offensive. And it, it, it's easier. And you could you could you could you could now smoke like weed anywhere, and that's oh, yeah. nobody's going to buy but cigar. Oh my gosh! How dare you? At any rate, someone's yeah. someone's smoke comes or vapor comes across the table as they're uh-huh. having this dorm room conversation, and they're kind of they're half goofing about mm-hmm. vote Republican, but there is a a point which is electorally you have to right. make folks pay a price on school boards, on local boards, on you know county commissioners, your your senate, your house, whatever it is. Just. Uh, a little bit of a tangent here, and I'm curious what you think about it because we can save this for our next episode. But I do wonder how much of this will fire up and, and galvanize Republicans versus the number of Democrats who have been galvanized clearly since Dobbs, right? Right. I mean, we've been seeing it with special elections, and people are saying the red wave is now a red ripple, et cetera, et cetera. And what will what what does it take? And and obviously, there's obviously a Trump factor involved about his presence in the news, yep. whether it be Mar-a-Lago or if he's going to run again. But, you know, if you think about things like schools, vaccine mandates, and, and of course, student debt cancellation, will that get people out? Will that be more than more than Dobbs? I don't know. What do you think? Well, OK, so I, I think it does, to some extent, fire people up the student the student loan one in particular partly because it's not just we're going to do this and mm. here's these here's this needy sector of folks we're going to help it's very widespread it hits these very large income brackets that we're giving ten thousand twenty thousand dollars to not just people who who don't have a lot of money or their potential higher earners in the future they're people who are going mm-hmm. to make plenty mm-hmm. to pay off the twenty thousand that we're now paying for or the ten thousand that we're now paying for, they also can't say how they're going to pay for it. And they have no, no. idea how much it's going to cost. They're like, I don't know, like like somewhere between like $300 billion and $900 billion? Okay, well, that's we're, we're creeping pretty high, guys. That's a, that's a lot of money. So I think... <clears throat> you have to get to the point where trillion is no longer a crazy sounding word. <laughs> they, that's what they need I to get I feel like we're there right? already. Well, a billion. Billion is a shrug. So. No, a, bil- yeah. a billion is a shrug. And for people who are struggling trying to buy milk and meat... Mm-hmm. Treating billions of dollars as if they are rounding errors is inherently offensive. Right. And I don't think they realize that. Yeah. So I think that there's that undercurrent. Mm-hmm. There's the economic part. There's the part about the loans, which, uh, again, all of 
blue checkmark Twitter will tell me I'm crazy to think that the unfairness part affects people and makes them upset. Mm -hmm. But I think it affects people and makes them upset. Yeah. I think it's a real thing. I mentioned this before the uh, a panel. There was a panel I was watching on the news and the and the the talking head. You were just you were talking to the TV. I was. Okay. Uh, yeah, with my, you know, eating straight out of my can of <laughs> chunky. Gotcha. So, gotcha. That's some <laughs> hominy or right, something. Huh? I heard of how dare you? But this 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 journalist was saying about how you know Republicans are complaining that life is you know like this this isn't fair you know for the student that's cancellation and she says well guess what life isn't fair oh. <laughs> that's the response yeah I mean Just, yes that's that, <laughs> wow. yes that's that's how we made the decisions right or whoever made the decisions right. to pay off their debt early right they were doing that because life's mm -hmm. not fair because they're making certain. Ugh, but it's exhausting. It, it, and the other thing that drives me nuts, of course, is, you know, you, you, looking at this, the Joe Rogan clip. Mm -hmm. We talked about this for some time. Do you remember how upset people were about Joe Rogan bringing on critics oh my gosh. of the vaccine? Yes. And people just wanting to ask questions, just wanting to ask questions, as we say, and how <laughs> people demanded that he be banned no, that's the, from Spotify. Uh, I mean, by the people, way, were, they, people left that, uh, that and then they came back. Yeah, but, I know. <laughs> that that storm really like passed. When yeah. It, when it there passed, was a it, it super passed. Yeah, because there was, oh, no, this is it. We've reached that critical mass. He's going there. Spotify is going to have to just eat that hundred million or whatever and kick him off. So that he because can't of have truth. people talk to him and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I don't because know. of misinformation. Just, oh, wait. And then like a couple of weeks later, if the CDC changes, I might, OK, it's OK. But this happens. People lesser than Joe Rogan, who gets censored and banned from Twitter for talking about things that, oh, for sure. you know, they contradict the CDC and then they change their mind. And there's no there's no oversight yeah. over it. I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just a year ahead of the CDC. That's it. That's where I am. That's, That's all I am, guys. I'm just right a year earlier. How can I be blamed for this? Yeah, and, um, and, 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 and sometimes for me, it's more than a year. For example, I'm still waiting to be vindicated <laughs> of my Vince Foster Oh, there uh, theory, you go. There you go. I'm not going to get into it we're on this episode. We're definitely <laughs> getting our banners today. Earning, Kidding. our earning our Am warnings. I? Okay, <laughs> I, I did want to say, I did want to, I did want to mention this a bit of uh, the bad news, good news here. The bad news is when I was going back, if, uh, just to go back to the uh, the other COVID story we were doing on right. Djokovic, I read the story in the Washington Post, and I read the comment section, and it was thoroughly depressing. Well, because yeah, you can never read the comments. They're like, well, good, you know, good, good for good for us and bad for that, you know, COVID freak, basically, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they call him Djokovic without the D because, you know, joke. He's like a joke. Oh, that's good. You see, he's that's like a good. joke. And ethnic cleansing jokes. I mean, I'm not oh, kidding, no. you know, because he's Serbian, you know. Oh, dear. And, and, and people are like, you know, thank goodness we don't need his kind here, right? Because, great, and because great. these people, by the way, they're stuck in 2020, right? No, there's a, there's a very powerful segment very very represented online mm -hmm. that is yeah definitely living in march 2020 i see i yeah. see tweets about schools that i'm like what year yeah yeah check the date yeah because is it really is this march is this march 2020 and again no, it's not. That, that that was one thing in mm -hmm. march 2020 yeah i i was on board yeah was shutting down for oh, a little like, sure. just this, to see what's like, okay well what it, uh, this seems unprecedented what do we do in hindsight don't think it was a great idea beyond like maybe a couple of weeks yeah but I understood it at the time. Now we know mm -hmm. that it's very damaging. By the way, Dr. Leanna Wynn, oh, yes. a CNN colleague who was, of course, very pro-mask, very pro-remote school, all those things, and has changed her tune. And I have to say, has become the target of a lot of, oh, a lot of, sure. a lot of hate as a result. Mm -hmm. Now, 
look, I had arguments with her in like December of 2021 mm -hmm. where I was like, hey, it's like the masking thing seems to be having some issues. Mm -hmm. And she was like, nah, KN95, all those kids. And I was mm -hmm. like, whoa, <laughs> she now has has said, look, my my kid is actually having some issues with really? language development. She wrote about this in the Washington Post. And it's oh, like, man. don't check those comments. Oh, no. And I and I want for her kid to get what they need. I'm just saying that because I don't remember if it's a boy or girl or what the it's not a gender statement. guys. <laughs> my pronouns are not a gender statement. But, you know, she she got a lot of people into this mess mm -hmm. and yeah. helped perpetuate yeah. it. Yeah. So it's tough. I don't know. But, it, I, I, but don't, I do think people like her can help change a few minds of those who are stuck back there. Yes. But the More than I can. But the people in power, on the other hand, it's like, for example, we were talking to some friends over the weekend, this couple, and a confrontation that friends of theirs had with their school and a vax mandate for kids. And they asked, well, if you look at, you know, look at all the indicators, children, young children do not need to be vaccinated at, at this point, And the vaccine does not have much of an impact on the current subvariant. So why are we not, you know, quote unquote, following the science? And do you know what they said? They said, we're doing this because we can. Yeah. And that's Great. all it is. And this is the same thing with the DC government. That's fantastic. They're doing this because they, they can and they don't want to give up this power. Okay, that, that's, my, that's my thought. I will give you one piece of good news, which is after my daughter's first day back from school, she said very few kids and teachers were in masks. We were talking about whether one side is going to be more fired up than the other. One thing to note, I do think, look, I think that the, the overturning of Roe v. Wade was galvanizing for mm -hmm. left activist types, donor types. So that's mm -hmm. going to increase the amount that they're spending yeah. over the amount mm -hmm. the Republicans are spending. It's going to increase the number of volunteers they have for knocking mm -hmm. on doors, making personal contacts. We have on top of that some Republican candidates who are not great, yeah. unorthodox, make some mistakes. I think Mitch McConnell has made reference to that. And that is a fair point to make, right? I think there are people who are going to have issues pulling this over the line, even in a pretty red friendly environment. And that's something you have to worry about. I think that special mm -hmm. election was a sign that, okay, mm -hmm. what's what's actually happening here? That being said, if you all, any of you guys listen to Ruthless, you should, it's a fantastic podcast. But Josh Holmes has made the point several times that in these elections, often in August, the polling does not reflect what where Republicans end up in the end as far as participation, as far as they're missing something in August mm -hmm. and then things sort of kick into gear in September and yeah. October. So we will learn more. And I think that it will still be quite a red year. And I think that so you're holding firm on that. Prediction. No, I think it's going to be. Yes. Firm. And I and I think the the stupid bill they passed, these these trillion dollar like it's nothing bills are I'm mad about it's them. Yeah. Other people are much more mad than Who's I am paying for this. So there, there will be that side of the ledger, too. And one of the reasons that people are going to be upset, Vic. Yes. <sighs> Basic white girl's hardest hit. <laughs> you mentioned this, and I mean, just, okay. The pumpkin spice latte it's quite is, the demographic. is not immune mm -hmm. to inflation, Vic. It is coming back this year at a higher price. It's going to cost customers between $5.45 and $5.95, a roughly 4% increase compared to 2021. So like $6. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a... For a cup of coffee. It's so what, what are we talking about let's here? Let's not this call it the, a cup of coffee. This is not. Okay, that's, okay, let's not kid ourselves. I think this is This is a... What, this is the pumpkin spice... Pumpkin spice, spice latte. latte. PSL. It, do, do people say that? Yes, they do. Oh, my gosh. Okay, do they... It's very popular, Vic. 
do uh, yeah, yes I, I understand the pumpkin thing is popular people love it <laughs> jennifer's kind of laughing over here i don't know if she's a pumpkin spice i've heard that the lot. children yes i don't she's at the ps it's not even the kids it's the yeah. adults the it's it's a very it's um i think it's a millennial obsession okay is it a hot this is a hot drink right this is yes, a hot cup god, god bless him <laughs> has he never heard of the pumpkin spice i've latte? never ordered this because I'm not, I'm not going to dignify you know okay. I, I have my dignity i was gonna say but I, i'm not getting a pumpkin spice latte Go ahead. At the risk of alienating some of our listeners no, sure. who are no doubt mm-hmm. PSL fans. A lot of people, like I said, they want to rush into fall. They want that PSL in their hands as soon as possible. They want to put on a sweater that's too hot and a and a totally unnecessary scarf. I get it. Whatever. No, I don't get it. But it's not me. But do your thing. I have tried the last time I tried a pumpkin spice latte, because it was it's always it's been this huge thing. I was like, let me try it. It tastes like drinking potpourri. Like if you a went <laughs> if you went to the clearance aisle uh-huh. of a Marshalls, yeah, oh, yes, sure, and you found old mm-hmm. potpourri and you smelled it, mm-hmm. that to me is the experience of drinking <laughs> a pumpkin spice latte. Although the clearance potpourri mm-hmm. much cheaper, mm-hmm. right next to that was clear as Gant neckties that <laughs> I used to have. Okay, here's my thought, which is. I went to the Starbucks. I went to a Starbucks on Saturday, part of my longest day of my life, you know, after the whole bowling <laughs> thing. I was there with my daughter. The travails he has yes, faced. Yes, it's awful. So she insisted she wanted to get it. I said, okay, I'll get something. But what, what should I get, you know? So, because I, I drink black coffee, yeah. you know, and it, because I'm a purist and also because it's zero calories, okay? True. And so I said, give me something. It's hot. So I don't want a hot drink, something cold and simple. And so, Went with a caramel frappuccino. I mean, look, that's a sugar bomb. Woo! No, T- yes, tastes number good, one, though. I had to. I brought it home. I had to split it with my wife. Yeah, that's you got the first to. Thing. I don't know what it, how many calories. I should have gotten a Big Mac for the number of calories. Oh, for thing, sure. Right, the Big Mac would have been better. It's let's like I'm like, and people love this, right? And I'm yes. like, let's not get two things. One, Starbucks has reached the point now where I think they're selling or they make more from the non-coffee drinks than from coffee. Right? That's the first Probably. thing. Probably. And second thing, let's not kid ourselves. We're, these are milkshakes. Yes. That's all this is. You, can get a, you would never say, oh, I want a milk. You'd feel bad about getting a milkshake, but Frappuccino. Oh, Yeah. Wow. No, it's different. It's, it's totally different. different. It's coffee. It's sophisticated. Well, I, I, by the way, just for the record, I have coffee with heavy cream and a little bit of Splenda because that is also carb-friendly. Oh, sure. It's a carb-friendly sure. drink. So, but I, but you know, it, it looks like real JV coffee. It's no black coffee. It, yeah. It's like... It's like, oh, look at her. She's drinking milk. But so you're not a pump. You're not PSL yourself. No, 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 I can't. Look, and I don't know. Obviously very popular. Producer Jennifer, Uh to whom we have introduced no one. Sorry, Sorry. guys. She's sitting over here like snickering at us. And I I wonder if she's a PSL devotee. She doesn't have her mic. I don't think she has her mic on. (laughs) Just just give us a nod. Yes or no. (laughs) Oh, she is. She is. Okay. Fine, okay, fine, fine. on the next fine. installment. She's editing out this part, by the way, of the show. <laughs> on the next installment with her mic on, yeah. maybe she will treat us mm-hmm. to the pitch yeah. for the PSL. Yeah. Make the case. Well, I don't even know if you need to really make the case because obviously it's very popular. People love True. it and everyone's going to be – True. In, well, we're you know, always contrarian on this it. show. I, I, it's, to be fair, I, it's been seven years since I tried one and I've had <laughs> two children since then. So maybe I would like it more now. You know, after I have my, you know, procedure, everyone's like, ooh, what's this? But you know, my dental, dental procedure. Which, travails. Yes. Yeah. I will probably 
maybe you know be able to just you know have the, as part of my add to my liquid diet because I'm going to need some nutrition and nutrients and 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 caloric there you intake. Go. I'm going to maybe that can be something. Okay, well, it can't be Let's too try hot, it. of course. I guess guess what? I have a Honus Wagner update. For <gasps> you. You're not going to believe this. Okay, so. A mint condition 1952 Mickey Mantle baseball card was just sold at auction for $12.6 million. Oh, it overtook. It did. It is now the most expensive card ever sold, but in second and third place are Honus Wagner cards. Yes. Cards, one for seven and a quarter million and the other one for 6.6. Oh, well, now we know. The, 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 buyer, the buyer of the Mickey Mantle card was anonymous, but here's my favorite part, the seller. The seller is one Mr. Anthony Giordano, who runs a waste management business in New Jersey. Nice. God bless. <laughs> Bona fortuna, Tony. <laughs> I, I, by the way, tore all the walls out of this beautiful cabin we stayed in looking oh. for a Honus Wagner and found nothing. At, at, the, at, the, at the B&B. Yes. In the, I yeah. was like, look, yeah. we're yeah. certainly yeah. we're in the nine, 1910 yeah. area. Yeah, they, they would have had baseball cards back then. Can it was we, like in the beginning of the natural. Give me my Honus yeah. Wagner. I know it's coming to me. Somewhere in there. Sorry about that. Next time. So that wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, and you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter and Substack at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. And, uh, you know, go somewhere without some plans. You know, hold on to summer. It's okay. It's okay. The PSL will be waiting for you for $6 a little bit later, but also add some football. I feel good about the football. That part of fall is great. All right. Thanks for being with us. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.